Welcome to episode number six of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Lenore and Les. Tonight, we're talking about erasers, but first, let's talk about what we're drinking. So, I'll go first. I am consuming a nice cold glass of Cran pineapple juice. It is new. Um, It makes for a good mixer, but uh, it's very tasty. And I'm using the CW Pencils uh, marking pencil, where it's half graphite, half red. Yeah, Um, the editor. Yes, which, I mean, the the graphite side is a little harder than I I like, but it works. Um, And again, this week, I'm using, I'm still working on the Stationer's Inc. Reporter's Notebook. It's kind of like the perfect little notebook for me to make show notes and all that kind of stuff. So, what about you, Lenore? I am having some Tazo sweet cinnamon spice tea because it's chilly in here because of the excessive air conditioning. And um, I'm writing tonight with a with the the vintage Dixon Ticonderoga thirteen eighty eight that was a CW pencils um, pencil of the month a while back with the little pink um, the pink arrowhead eraser on it. So that's kind of nice, and um, I have actually, uh, under the other consumption, I was watching the Iron Fist last week <laughs> on Netflix, um, and I, I I acknowledge, as others have done, that it is flawed, but it's also really fun. Yeah, yeah. Les, what about you? I'm using a Jinhao 992 fountain pen with some with a nib modification. Um, but I'm going to talk about that under what's exciting. I'm writing in my no brand notebook that's traveler size. Um, I'm drinking a Americano that I made with this George Howell coffee from Brazil. That's an espresso roast. Um, we bought, or actually my, my partner bought a, um, espresso machine and I, I hate to tell her it's just a really fancy mocha pot. Um, because it doesn't actually get up to the right pressure and, and temperature. Um, but it does a really good mocha style espresso. Um, so it's delicious. I am, I'm reading All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders. Um, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I don't have an opinion on it yet, but thus far, I've, you know, I'm only like 15 pages into it, but thus far it's really, really good. And I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah, so. I actually just bought that myself. Ah. And uh, I skimmed through the first couple of pages. And yeah, I mean, I love Charlie Jane Anders anyway. Mm-hmm. So usually I'm not disappointed by her work. but That's good. I've never read anything by Charlie Jane Anders. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this as my first novel. It's been well received on all of the like places where I read book reviews and listen to book reviews. So, and I've heard a couple of interviews with her um she was on the sword and laser relatively recently um and so that was she she does a really great interview so yeah, yeah i'll have to send you links to some of her older stuff um hmm. so she's written a lot of short stories and stuff like that cool yeah i'd love to read them all right um so anything else less or no that's it What's exciting this week for you, Lenore? 
I was playing this weekend with some invisible ink, um, which is really, it's UV active somehow. And so that there's several things that you can buy for kids. You might have seen these in the in the stores, where they um, the pen will write in some kind of transparent or colorless ink, but then there's a tiny little UV flashlight, like a UV LED and a button battery built into the body of the pen or into the cap. Mm-hmm. And when you shine it on, it glows. Oh, cool! So yeah, slightly fluorescent kind of ink. And my daughters accumulated a couple of these. And um, so I was kind of enjoying playing around with that. And <laughs> my husband, because we're such big nerds, right? Uh, one, of my, um, one of my Christmas presents this year was a high-intensity UV flashlight, <laughs> which I, you know, I mean, usually, mostly what we use it for is like my daughter's little samples of fluorescent minerals and for showing things that glow in the dark because you make glow in the dark paint pigments um, pop really well with that, uh, that UV lamp. But um, I was messing around with it this weekend and I had a couple of white pens, like white pigment pens. And so with the, the UV inks that like my daughter has, they actually glow under the black light. And then are just transparent under daylight. But the other way that you can go with it is to use some kind of a white pigment that doesn't show up on the page, but does block the UV ink because then it's black when you shine the light on it. And, you know, like the page reflects, but the ink doesn't. So you can kind of go either way. So I was messing around with that a little bit this weekend and having some fun with it. I want to explore it more. Cool. Very neat. What about you, Les? I have been playing around mentioned a couple of episodes ago about buying the six Jin Hao 992 fountain pens. Um, and it's been a lot of fun experimenting with them. I picked up a new grinding stone for my Dremel and Dremel, like, so I've been using the Dremel to shape them to an extra fine or fine point from their stock fine nib, which is really much more of a medium. So, I've been taking those nibs and, and making them really nice and fine. Um, and then after I shape them with the with the Dremel, I smooth them out with nail files. I really need to get some, like, actual, um, I don't know, what do they, what do they call those uh, for fountain pens? The sheets of basically, like, sandpaper. Um, but that it's, like, super, super fine. Um, but the actual the nail files that have the... Um, tips for not polishing what do they call it um buffing yeah the polish and then shine the buff buff smooth smooth buff polish and shine actually have like really super fine grit so i've been using those and i get my nibs so that they're like glassy smooth on the page um so it's been really fun just playing around with that and seeing like what i can and can't do with those with those nibs Cool. What about you, Dee? Um, so this week I've been playing around. Um, I bought them a while ago, but uh, I, I used them once actually to, to make um, a gift for somebody. But the Tombow dual brush 
they're called pens, but they're markers. Mm-hmm. One end is like a fine point marker. One end is an actual brush. Um, I really like them for lettering, but like I dabble a bit in watercolor. Hmm. And these pens are perfect for that. Um, so I've been kind of just experimenting with stuff, seeing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to be artsier in my life. <laughs> and I find that watercolor, for me, the way I do it is the most forgiving. Because mm-hmm. it's abstract art. I'm not getting all fancy here. Um, but yeah, these, these markers are great. Um, I recommend using them on a cold press watercolor paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they, they're really beautiful. Um, you know, when you, when you blend them and they really kind of, I mean, I've read some things where these markers, usually brush markers kind of like wear out after, you know, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently a lot of people that have been using these say these have lasted for over a year. Hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to using them a little bit more. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. Um, and they're, they're not out of control expensive. I think for the primary colors 10 pack, it's like 15 bucks on Amazon. So, but I buy singles at the local art store and I think they're like three bucks a pen. So, so that's what I've been doing. Sounds like fun. Yeah, totally. It's very Zen. <laughs> So, um, this week, our topic of choice is the wonderful eraser. For me personally, erasers, I have a love-hate relationship with them. Um, when they come on pencils, I hate them usually. (laughs) So, but they're, um, you know, because I write a lot and I write across many different mediums, you know, I got really obsessed about finding a universal eraser that worked best for me because who wants to carry around five or six different erasers? I mean, you could, but it's just not practical. Um, Plus I just, I don't know. There's this, like, there's so many different erasers and they're all unique. There's this like collector in me too, that just wants to buy them all. (laughs) So whether or not they're good. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, this evening. Um, I guess the place we can start is kind of our favorite erasers um, that we like to use. I have three. The first is the Hinodawashi uh, eraser. Um, It's the perfect kind of eraser for me, like I said, because I I write on very different types of paper. It doesn't really damage the paper at all. Um, and it bunches up nicely there. It's not very, it's not dusty at all. So that's actually a bonus as well. And they last pretty long for being, um, being such a soft eraser. So they are plastic, so they are a bit softer and they, you know, most other plastic erasers I've used, like the Sakura, actually, no, the Sakuras are foam. I've used another plastic eraser where it like pretty much wore down quickly. I don't know about you. You've used them less. Like, I don't know. I find that the Hindawashis last pretty long for, for what they are. I find the Hindawashi, um, to be about the same as the Sakura foam. I mean, the, they, they wear down to me. It's pretty similarly. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think they last about the same to be honest, but I, I don't, I haven't used the Hindawashi in the same way that I've used the foam in the past because the foam 
I used um, when I was doing a lot of artwork and drawing. Um, whereas I haven't had a chance to use the hint of Dawashi in that in that way yet. Um, but I it, it feels really similar. It's it's about as soft um, and squishy as the foam, and it feels has that same sticky texture. And thus far, when I've been using it for writing or erasing writing, um, it performs similarly. Um, yeah, I just I like it all around. Yeah, it's um, a good, it's a great eraser. Yes. Um, my second is the uh, Koinor hexagonal uh, thermoplastic eraser. Um, it actually worked pretty well. I didn't think it was going to work that well. I don't know why. I guess because I, in the beginning, I never really used it as an eraser. I kind of used it like as a like a pocket fidget because mm -hmm. it, it's it's hexagonal and has that little recessed circle in the center, which is perfect for holding. Um, but yeah, it erases really well. They get incredibly dirty very quickly, though. Um, but they do come clean, so that's not yeah. really an issue for me. I think I like this eraser so much because of the aesthetics more so than, than its quality. Mm. Um, and then finally, an eraser I had for a while, but I didn't start using it until recently. I was in my office, and I had needed to erase something. I just grabbed the first available eraser, and it happened to be the, the German Doppelhofer. I'm totally butchering that German <laughs> name. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, the half or three-quarters pink, quarter blue eraser that actually came in the CW Pencil subscription box. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's rubber, um, but it's really soft, and it does an incredibly good job without messing with the paper. Um, so I'm really enjoying using it. Plus it's cool looking. There's like, looks like a little man is running on it. <laughs> and its logo actually looks like the New Mexico, part of the New Mexico flag, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. So, oh, it does. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, those are my three, um, but I, I daily carry the Hinodawashi. And I, I use the long rectangular one as opposed to the shorter squarish ones. Mm. I wonder if that's just, if it's different than the gold because the gold is the the one that I have. I think they're all the same. I don't know. I think Hinodawashi they had neon ones for a while. I think they're all the same. They just like be fancy about it. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. I, I like I said, it's it's hands down one of the. the Best erasers I've ever used. My gripe mm. with erasers are the ones that come on pencils. Yeah, those are terrible, generally. You know, really, because you've never mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank goodness Musgrave is not up with the time, so they'll never hear with the, hear this podcast. Um, <laughs> they're like, it's why bother? Just don't, just don't do it. Yeah, I wish they um, would just do pencils without erasers because theirs are so terrible. Yes. So you know. I always, I mean, maybe it's just not feasible because I feel like in a small version we wear down quickly, but why can't, why can't a pencil company use a plastic eraser in their eraser? Well, they can. I mean, Statler does it. Yeah. Like, just do it. Like, I'm thinking of just doing it myself with a black wing. Hmm. I've, I've actually cut down, um, you know, the rainbow erasers you sent me? Mm-hmm. Um, I cut those into chunks and have put them into black wings. Nice. Um, and, and, you know, those erasers work pretty well, but they make a better fidget. Um, 
yeah. with their their, st- their plastic eraser and, and cut down they they work pretty well as a you know in to replace the black wing eraser which is garbage yeah and it's disappointing because the black wing eraser could be so much better mm. um and it's silly to be using a pencil that, that has a tool on it that's supposed to be used but instead you use a whole separate tool yeah <laughs> Like, well, and the rest of the world does a just takes the opposite approach to us, right? They don't put erasers on the pencils because they kind of recognize that yeah. inherent I think, tension. I think with Blackwing, because the feral is so iconic, they really should kind of reformulate the, the whole eraser thing because that's a focal part of the pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, but for me, those pe- those erasers are more about accessorizing and accentuating exactly. and also yes. weighting the pencil so i kind of don't care yeah that they don't erase them. yeah i don't i don't really i don't use them but yeah i just it would it would be even better if they did though so um so those are kind of my top three erasers um did you guys have any favorites that i either mentioned or didn't mention i i do um I so I I really enjoy stick erasers. So you know, like that come in a like a plastic case where you replace the eraser. Um, yes. And my favorite is the Tombow Mono Zero, um, yep. ultra fine, two point five by I think it's is, is it five or point five I, millimeters. I have that one in my hand right yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's square. Yep. Yeah. That is almost always a part of my my. Um, my everyday carry it goes in like it fits really well into my uh fodder stack xl so um i my other favorite stick eraser is this mitsubishi super eraser um medium that hana sent me and it's it's a peel off eraser so you 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 know you pull the little string the paper peels off and then it's got this really nice kind of sticky erase uh eraser inside it that you know erases very very cleanly and it's just a wonderful eraser um and then what's the other stick eraser that i like i've got so many of them i like hoard them um actually one that i like for artwork but i don't i don't like for writing because it's um very gritty is the faber castell um perfection 7058 uh it's a wood case cedar um wooded pence pencil eraser um so you sharpen okay. it up like you would a regular pencil but inside it's got this sort of gritty um eraser in it and it's really nice for erasing harder pencils um and lifting out lights when you're drawing um but i don't like it for like really nice paper because it is so gritty it will wear a hole in nice paper. Um, ah. So I don't, I don't, you know, I use it for sketching, but not so much for nice stuff. Yeah. Um, and then for block erasers, because I separate the two. I have the stick erasers that I like, that I like to pocket carry. And then the block erasers that I use as a combination fidget and tool. Um, like the, I carry like the Sakura foam and the Hindawashi for their stickiness. Those are probably my number one block eraser, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and this probably number two block eraser. Um, and I like these because they are so cheap. Johnny um, of 
the Erasable's fame and, and the Pencil Revolution turned me on to the Faber-Castell art eraser Dust Free. They come in a okay. bunch of different colors. There's a like a you know forest oh, yeah. green, <clears throat> and then the one a, I have. Yeah, and then there's a white version, and they're like a dollar at AC Moore or Michaels. I usually get mine at AC Moore, um, but they're sticky. They really get a lot of the graphite off the page, um, mm-hmm. and then they have like their design is really neat. So they're they're a rectangle, but all the corners are rounded over. Um, so they're really comfortable to use. So I, I like that. And they're a slightly harder block eraser. Um, and then the other erasers that I like, and I like these purely for the fidget, are the Koenors. And and basically, I kind of put all of the Koenors into like that fidget category because they're horrible for erasing. They're, they just, I don't know. I don't think they do a very good job. Um, and the like the magic eraser... Um, and oh, I, I, yeah. Andy's going to cry because I know it's one of his favorites, but it's a terrible eraser. <laughs> it's gritty. It'll wear a hole in the page before it takes up all the all the graphite. Um, yeah. But I really enjoy it because it's so pretty and it's really a nice fidget. It's got a really good feel for fidgeting because it's got that slightly gritty texture. Um, and then they kind of dry out over time. Then you have to like wear off the, the dried off bit. Um, yeah. And I like their pebble for the same reason, because it's good to fidget with and, and play with. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's my that's my overly long answer to my several top three pencils, erasers. Uh, Lenore, uh, do you have any favorite erasers? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple. The, um, the one that I probably use the most, I think, is just the Pentel white polymer. Okay. Eraser. And part of that is because um, that's what we typically have used at the AP readings. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've ended up with, you know, used erasers from that. Mm-hmm. But um, they actually work pretty well for uh, the main thing I actually need a good eraser for, which is correcting Scantron forms. Because when I do Scantron exams in my classes, I mean, it's always a mixed format. It's almost never just Scantron. But um, when they're doing the Scantron cards, our um, our Scantron machine, the, the, the machine that we have in the department to read those cards, um, I'm not actually sure how old the machine is, but the user's manual is dated something like 1986. So <laughs> this machine does not handle adversity well, but it still works, you know. And so I need an eraser that will cleanly erase bubbles with whatever kind of pencils the kids are using. And um, so those work pretty well. And I usually carry a couple of them uh, in my exam bag. Um, mm-hmm. I know Les has been talking about the Sakura foam forever. And I finally got one. And I actually, um, I just opened it today while we were talking. And it is pretty amazing, actually how it um it's it's really nice i've been sitting here scribbling and erasing i've got like 10 erasers around me here that i'm playing with um and the sakura foam one is really nice the cw pencils um the black eraser with the cwpe pencil logo on it Mm -hmm. actually also did a really good job on what i'm doing here which is kind of you know that it's the 
I'm using a dome paper graph pad with just a Ticonderoga scribble on it to, to erase. And um, I've got an art gum eraser, a Prismacolor art gum eraser that I just tried that, I mean, they're all doing a pretty good job on this because it's not a very challenging test. Mm-hmm. But the other eraser, you were talking about the um, Doppelaufer, yes. the German one. I have a Laufer Plast, which yes. is a kind of translucent white. Yeah, I have that too. It has like grooves in both long edges. Um, oh, I don't know. Mine's in a little plastic holder so that you can kind of pinch the sides of it and hold it. Well, it's just, mine's all white. Is it? Is it white like a polymer plastic eraser white, or is it white like a piece of quartz? It's white like a polymer eraser. Okay, yeah. No, I'm talking about one that's that's translucent white. It's kind oh. of like a piece of quartz. And it's it looks like just a chunk of plastic. I mean, you wouldn't look at this thing, thing and know that it was an eraser, <laughs> actually. Um, that's not probably what your first thought would be. Yeah. But, um, and it's really stiff, like really stiff. Um, but it works really well. Like it, it really, it removes the pencil. It doesn't seem to affect the paper. Mm-hmm. And the curl of plastic that it makes stays on the eraser. So you just pick it off the eraser. You don't have little fragments all over your. Oh, is um, it the. Is it your paper? The, you said it's the plastombi, combi. Uh, well, I don't have a package from it. It's just, um, it's just the, the eraser and a little blue plastic holder. And it's, it has the little running man and it says Laufer Plast L125 Germany. Where did you get it? I'm not sure. Because it's in my eraser box. (laughs) At CW Pencils, uh, she has, oh, I see it. It's all, it's the very last one. I see it. Okay. it's like I thought it was CW pencils, but if you were look, yeah, it has the end of it is is uh, yeah. yeah wedge cool. shape, and it's surprisingly good. And when it came, I was like, "This is not even no way. This does not yeah. even look like an eraser. There's no way this is going to work. It's too hard. It's too weird." But it actually it nice. actually works really well. Cool. And then I also today for the first time got um, I have a, a kneaded plastic kneaded rubber eraser. Mm-hmm. And I bought one ages ago, and I hadn't used it until today. So I got it out of the package today and used it. And I don't like the smell of it, but other than that, it it works really well. Nice. I'll have to I'll have to buy that other apple offer because I have two. I have the one I just talked about, but then I have this other long rectangular one that's white, um, and it's super hard. Like you said, I can't even bend it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And it works really and- well. Somebody was commenting on that Doppelhofer one that when it came in the um, in the in Caroline's box uh, that they really liked the smell of it, and so I went and got it out to see what it smelled like, and I was like, "Oh, I yeah. do not like the smell of this at all. No, <laughs> not even a little right bit. Now. It kind of it smells not good. No, it does not smell good. <laughs> I put it back in the plastic and threw it in the box. Um, What's it smell but like? I've got. Hmm? What does me? it smell like? Yes." Just For me, rubber. it smells like rubber, but it smells like a mixture of rubber and when you like have to jam on your brakes really hard and your brakes oh. are burning. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ew. Gross. Yeah, it's strange. So like ozone kind of... Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I'm getting it out again because I, now I gotta know. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I like the smell of just rubber, but... Yeah, it's it's rubber, but kind of like with a little bit of rotten cabbage <laughs> edge to it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I mean, if if that's your jam, I'm not going to judge somebody else's kink, but you know, yeah. it's not for me. But you know, we you were talking earlier about the why don't they put good erasers on pencils? Mm-hmm. And I think part of the problem just is just chemical, of course, because I see everything that way. But trying to make something that's going to stay soft and not, it's not that easy to make something that's soft at room temperature. Yeah. And it's even harder if you want to make something that's soft at room temperature and isn't going to dry out and either harden or soften over time, depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, because oxygen's pretty vicious, actually. Mm -hmm. And then it's even harder even more difficult if you want to make something that's going to be soft at room temperature and not get really soft and break or leave residue, like leave like an oily residue at high temperature or harden up at low temperature. Like, Cause you know, you think about like trying to hit that perfect spot around 70 degrees, but you know, somebody might leave it in their hot car or yeah. they might leave yeah. it in their car in the winter time um, or whatever. And that's difficult, actually. Making mm-hmm. things that are liquid or solid is pretty easy. Making things that are soft and, and maintain the same kind of um, texture over a range of temperatures is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, I have well, actually read some some reviews and reports of people leaving their Stutler, um, the Norikas, in their car and having the erasers melt on them. How are the erasers on those? I don't, I, I, I'm not being a snob or anything. I don't use erasers very much. <laughs> um, I don't use erasers on them very often, but I find that the Norca eraser, which is a plastic PVC free eraser or PVC free and latex free eraser, um, is actually quite good. It, it does the job. It erases pretty cleanly. It, it reminds me very much of the Stotler Mars plastic eraser or the Rasoplast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a good plastic eraser. Huh. Well, I always wondered, and maybe Lenore, you can shed some light on this. So I know I forget what eraser it was, but it was in a plastic case and it degraded the plastic. Yeah. I was just trying to remember what that was. Any of the sticky plastic erasers will degrade plastic. So I've actually had the, the, a problem where, I had thrown my boxy um, in with my um, coom plastic sharpeners, and it made contact with um, an end of the sharpener, and it's that that spot is still sticky today. Yeah, mine actually, my masterpiece case, mm-hmm. um, it actually left like it almost looked like it melted, like I used something hot to melt the plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't Who take very long. Who makes the boxy? Oh, it's a bishy. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, and does the Sakura foam do that? I'm sorry, I tuned out for a second yeah. there. It does. Yeah. 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 So that's something where you probably need a little metal tin or something if you want to. I I keep my erasers now. I have a um, pop-in silicone like desk tidy, and I keep all of my erasers in that or in my 
miniaturized shopping cart. So they can only screw out screw up each other. Right. They can, yeah. Well, they don't seem to affect one another, and they don't they don't affect the silicone, and they don't affect the metal, the foam of the shopping cart. So. Yeah, there's no reason why any of these organic things should affect metal. I mean, it it shouldn't, unless it's you know, unless it's plastic coated, which some of the um, some of the tins have a you know, like a thin plastic coat on them. Do you guys know the? I've got the little write notepads analog corrector, little yes, brown I have, I have eraser. That. Yeah, is it the same as the Prismacolor Art Gum? Yep, it kind of it's yeah. all of those brown, tannish are all Art Gum. Oh, so art gum is a general kind of yep. category, not yep. just a... Okay. Have you used that right eraser? Um, I, You know, I, I've worn a corner off of it, apparently, when it first came. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's quite nice for the extremely rudimentary test I'm doing here. It's cleanly removing um, a skimmed pencil from the surface of this. But, you know, but writing is a really... I, I don't... I'm not a, a huge sketcher. You know, I'm not using my pencils for art. I'm using them to write. And so, of course, that goes more deeply into the texture of the paper and is more difficult to remove than just a, a skim. And so I don't, because I don't write um, softly enough to have the intent of being erasable, you know, just I'm just writing without thinking about it that much, um, I'm kind of fine typically with the whatever the eraser is that's on the back of my pencil because it's just got to be enough for me to write over it doesn't have to be beautiful it just has to be practical yeah I agree with you with the, the pencil erasers I mean I always I always complain about it because it's like there and it's useless but I use the erasers I, I actually like to write uh, with pencils that have erasers because it's like a counterbalance like a counterweight right yeah i like the weight and the feel of the pencil much better if it has an eraser on the end and that's part of what i love about black wings is just the balance that it has in my hand is really perfect for me when they're on the first third of their life and they have that um the weight of that feral and eraser on i just love mm -hmm. it yeah no definitely i i really just have to give up on the fact that I want erasers on pencils to work. <laughs> Secret to happiness. Yes. Just letting go. Low expectations. Yeah, Scientifically you'll... proven. Yeah. Um, so were there any other erasers that you use that you like, even though you don't use erasers a lot? Actually, yeah. I So it's it's stupid that I have a this big of a selection of erasers. I'm looking at this um, cigar box full of various erasers and i also like the little um the pebbles you know the yes the river rock ones that you guys yeah. were talking about um as worry stones but i agree with you that they're dreadful erasers and the same thing with the um the little elephant the koanur elephant erasers the miniature ones mm -hmm. with the you know you know what i'm talking about the, with the little tiny elephant on them i love them they're so adorable they are wretched for actually removing graphite from a piece of paper. Yes. They just don't work at all. But um, something that is tangentially related uh, that I actually use a lot is correction tape in the little cartridges. 
Oh, well, I haven't used that in since I wrote with pen. Yeah, well, um, so much of my work is printed, photocopied, uh, yeah, kind of stuff, you know. So when I, if I get down to the copy machine to make 210 copies of a document to take to class with me, and I realize there's a problem with it, if I can, I'm going to fix it with, uh, with correction tape and a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than going back up to my office and reprinting an original, if possible, you know. Um, so I actually go through a fair number of those. And the other reason that I, I go through them is that that um, Scantron machine I mentioned before. Uh-huh. Um, that machine will occasionally take a card through and print. Uh, so we use a setting where it... Everywhere it detects a wrong answer, it prints the correct answer next to that line. And then at the end, it prints the number of right answers that are on that card. So the cards I use have 50 questions to a side. And, um, and I usually only use the front side, but if I, if, you know, that lets me go over 25 without having to run it through twice and enter two numbers into my, into my spreadsheet. So, um, if it, if it gets a line off, because it's just reading those little black bars at the mm-hmm. bottom of the thing. So if it gets off a line, it prints like all of the answers because <laughs> yeah. it thinks everything's wrong. But then it gets to the end and doesn't see the fat bar and realizes that it got off and it makes a little boop noise and doesn't print a score and you just run it back through. Well, the problem is it's already printed any number of answers on the card and so it's harder for the students to tell like what they really missed when they get their card back Hmm. so i always try to keep one of the little correction tape dispensers with me when i'm running scantrons or i give it to the ta if she's running my scantron cards so that when one of those uh miss scores we can just run a, a line of tape over the um over the printing mm-hmm. and run it through again and and it'll be um, scored accurately, but the students will be able to see what they actually missed. And so that's actually a really nice thing to be able to use it for. Cause some, sometimes if they make a stray mark, yeah. that's too close to the little black reader lines, mm-hmm. you know, we'll run that sucker two or three times trying to get it to score. And then it'll be like, Oh, why is it not working? And, yeah. you know, then you check and they've made a little star to come back to something or they've, you right. know, like they've made a, mm-hmm. they've made a graphite mark in the, in the space that it's reading. And, um, and it's never going to score until you erase that. And also, actually, um, the whiteout, the the correction tape, and I'm, I'm holding one in my hand that's a big whiteout brand, mm-hmm. but I've used several brands of them um, with varying levels of success. <laughs> but um, if a student has, if they've scribbled their, their bubble in so darkly that they can't erase it, or if they've you know, they've tried to erase it and it turns out their eraser is old and it's hardened up and they've just made a big black smear on the thing. Uh-huh. Um, we can also clear it, clean that up with the correction tape so that the machine so, can tell. So the machine intent. doesn't like, so, cause when you read it, um, you know, there's the, what are there like six choices or five? Or five that? on these. Yeah. There's so, different options, different cards you can get. With the whiteout, it obscures that option and the machine doesn't freak out at that. No, because the the cards are printed in green. Yes, and the machine ignores the green, hmm. and just picks I up. I see. It picks up the 
graphite. Uh, black toner, and it picks up graphite. They don't, interestingly, and I don't know what the optics in there are, but interestingly, they rarely read ink. Huh. So every now and yeah. then I have a student who, you know, doesn't listen and uses ink, or I had actually a student with such a severe latex allergy that they, um, they asked if they could use a pen on their Scantron card because... You know, even if they are buying pencils that are latex-free, um, they can't guarantee that they haven't been in contact with something. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, apparently it was a really severe allergy mm-hmm. because um, they requested, actually, that if, if I could not use rubber bands around my handouts and stuff like that mm-hmm. because, you know, apparently it was really severe. Um, so we just hand-scored it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. fine as long as I know it's totally fine. But, um, I think yeah, that... so... Oh, but the Scantron, well, actually, my school didn't actually use the Scantron for a lot of things, so they, they did a lot of hand scoring. Um, but the forms that we used always allowed for black ink, so I wonder if there's, like, a difference in, um, you know, being able to use the, the pencil or black ink based off the machine. Our right, but remember, this machine orange. is 30 years old. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, like I have no idea. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sure sometimes it's probably red ink and I just don't know about it because if I put a card through and it scores, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. And, you know, students try stuff. They try to, you know, they see things on the internet that, of course, because they're 18, they assume that must be true (laughs) about how you can fool the machine. And it turns out that it's really easy to get the machine to score a correct answer as incorrect. Mm. Like there's lots and lots of ways to make it miss your answer, <laughs> but uh, it's it. I haven't found anything where it actually accepted an answer that was wrong in all the time I've been using it. Um, and I had I had a student one time on the final exam who tried putting Vaseline on the on the. Um, oh, for God's sake! Like yeah, I mean I was like, what in the world? Oh, this is disgusting. You know, and or maybe cha- it might have been chapstick actually, because um, it was a little there was a little bit of glitter to it, you know. <laughs> but one of the undergraduate TAs was like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing. They think that you can fool the Scantron machine." And so I I looked it up online, of course, and um, they're like, "Yeah, so this this works." I mean, you know, it's all about like where to put it and how small a dab to use and how to not get caught. And, um, you know, this can work up to 25% of the time and it's better than nothing. And I'm like, it's five option, multiple choice. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you put is going to work 20% of the time. And if, 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 (laughs) if you get caught, isn't it like an automatic failure? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the final exam. And fortunately, like I saw it before I put it in a stack. So it didn't contaminate other other people's um, cards. Because the the other problem is there's little rubber wheels in this thing that are grabbing those um, forms and running them through the machine. And that's not a user serviceable part. And it's, you know, it's the Saturday of final exams and we're about to run a thousand Scantrons on that machine front and back. Yeah. And if that screws up the machine, like that's, that's a (laughs) major problem. 
at that point. So yeah, I just, I just gave the student a zero and they never contacted me. (laughs) (laughs) That darn plastic. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm not running this through my machine. And <laughs> so, uh, was, was that it for your, we went off on a tangent there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, but it's, so yeah, it's, it's kind of related because yeah, you know, erasers are not the only way to make corrections to things. Mm-hmm. And, Correct. you know, you guys know me, I'm like trying to get away from the plastic waste and, and mm-hmm. consumption and everything, but this is a tool that I find fairly indispensable mm-hmm. in my yeah in my work. You know, I think Tombow actually makes refillable correction tape. Yes. They do. Um, I actually bought some refills by accident because I didn't realize that it was just the refill cartridges and didn't come with the case. So I got to follow up on that and see if I can, if I can still buy the case that would have gone with these cartridges because they were not usable without the case. Uh, But it's still, um, you know, it's still a large plastic mechanism. It's it's really yeah. like all of the guts. It's still a cartridge. Yeah. So it's not like you're buying a roll of tape and snapping it on. It's mm-hmm. um, it's just everything but the case that you're holding in your hand. Yeah. But I do I do need to look into that again because I have those in my desk. I just um, I just ended up going. You know, when I when I couldn't make them work, I just ended up going to Staples <laughs> that night and buying another package of. Of the ones. And um, that's another thing where the store brands have not been as good in my experience. And yeah. you know, I'm always about the store brand. If, you know, whatever's the cheapest thing that'll work, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, they jam and they don't peel off neatly or they don't mm-hmm. break off neatly and you end up ripping a bunch of it out or they twist or whatever. So they, yeah. they yeah. really are not as good as the, the Bic brand ones are quite, have been pretty robust. Did you say Bic? Yeah, Bic yeah. Whiteout, the W I T E. Yeah, out. I that's um, actually I use their Click Pen version of the Whiteout. It's uh, it, like you know, it's a little roll and a and a pen like. Oh, I haven't used the pen one. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, um, I think I didn't because um, there just weren't that many feet of it. Yeah, it's and very because small. of what I'm using it for, you know. Yeah. Bless you. Um. But yeah, because I'm, you know, if I'm using it on Scantrons, I'm using a good, like, nine inches of it at a time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I go through a fair amount of it um, in a semester just for that. But yeah, that's, I mean, they're, they're good. And that's, you know, that's kind of more specific to mine. Besides the delete key, control X, I use it. (laughs) So I think that kind of wraps up our, our chat on erasers or things that are used to obscure marks you don't want to see. Redaction tools. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where can we find you online, Les? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, and Instagram and Twitter at Original LC Harper. And you can find me at theweeklypencil.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Lenore? And I'm on Twitter as Lenore underscore Hoyt. And I gotta get a, I gotta get a 
an obscure Twitter handle that's not my actual name. <laughs> Something involving chemistry and pencils. I don't know, maybe, but I actually just signed up for Twitter because I was at a conference and they were doing... I mean, I, I had a Twitter account from before, but I have no idea what it was. But uh, it's, it's lost to the sands of time. But I was at a teaching conference where they were encouraging people to interact through Twitter. And so I signed up for it at that time with my actual name because it was a professional thing. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm not a big Twitter person. No, neither do uh, But I am on Facebook and you can find me through the RSVP Stationary Podcast uh, Facebook site or the Erasable Podcast Facebook all right and that that's a wrap for us this evening thanks d thanks d thanks lenore bye you guys Bye. bye